Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and this is episode 23 of Nintendo World Report's Connectivity. We've got another great episode for you, starting off with a news roundup featuring Patrick, Zach, Neil, and Scott. Then, James joins Patrick for a discussion on the Tales of series. Finally, we've got a bonus segment featuring myself, Neil, and Scott on the Microsoft Connect. Don't forget to send your questions and comments to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. Hi, and welcome to another edition of the news on connectivity. Yes. And I'm here with Zach Miller, uh? Scott Thompson, hello, and my main man, Patrick Barnett. I need a catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good catchphrase. He needs one. Um, if you want to send in a catchphrase for Patrick, send one in, <laughs> and some question related to Nintendo, to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. <laughs> Our uh, our mailbag has been pretty light lately, and we like talking to people. We'll we'll probably respond to your email. We don't really do that much, um, and then we'll probably uh, discuss your uh, your question on the show, and that'll be fun. It always is, right? There's no right, guys? Right now, yeah. So yeah. Um. So Nintendo Direct was this week, and there was a there was a long hour long Japanese one. Yep. And then there was a European one that was just the Japanese one with like two things cut out and everything else dubbed with a lot of stuff that just said like European plans not confirmed. This game <laughs> might not be coming to Europe, but we're going to show you it anyway. Um, and then the North America one was about f- not even 15. It was like 11 minutes long, I think. And the big news out of that is that Xseed is bringing over the last story to North America this summer. Um, if a GameStop release date is to be believed, it's coming out on June 20th. Um, and that's pretty rad. Um, I was a little worried that I would not be able to play the last story. It's the one of the three that really kind of appealed to me. And I'm glad to see that it's coming over. And, you know, Exceed, they're good people. Um, maybe we'll be able to uh, check out this game when we're at E3. Because we got to go check out uh, significantly less interesting games at Exceed last year. Um, Solo to Robo, which actually... It looked pretty good, but then I played the finished game and was not a fan. We also got to see Fishing Resort, which, you know, there's fish and resorts. It's fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's really exciting. Do you guys so, give a crap? Operation Rainfall, a success. Yeah, two for three. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. and baseball, they'd be on the all-star team. Yeah, heck yeah. 66%, that's a passing grade most of the so, time. Uh, so do you, think it's, do you think Last Story will be a GameStop exclusive? Oh, no, it's not. I mean, oh, it's being published by Xseed. I might actually buy it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can buy buy Xenoblade directly from Nintendo, but oh, I wonder I wonder why this isn't GameStop exclusive, whereas Xenoblade, which I feel like is the more high profile, like very well reviewed game, like why would that one? Be? I mean, I think it's more of just a matter of circumstance. It's probably that Nintendo probably made the decision to make games, uh, or or either Nintendo made the decision, or GameStop came to Nintendo, or Nintendo and GameStop talked about it. And they made that call to go GameStop exclusive with Xenoblade, right. you know, before Xseed came into the picture. Now, I wonder, this could kind of go either way. I wonder if the GameStop exclusivity, um, they don't feel very positive about it because of a lack of, um, you know, pre-orders. So they wanted a more widespread, yeah. widespread release. Or if uh, the pre-orders are better than we heard, and that just made them want to do a, a widespread release because they think there's interest. I, I have a feeling that the fact that Nintendo is not publishing it means that pre-orders probably aren't that high. Right. Right. Although uh, Aaron Klutzka made a pretty good point. Um, 
that Xseed has kind of worked their way up to this, and it's really great to see them be there because you know they started off a couple years ago, kind of you know this this team localizing more or less like really really niche stuff. And I know uh, Aaron said that he asked uh, some people from Xseed a couple years ago, like, have you thought about trying to bring something like Mother Three over? This is when they were working on Retro Game Challenge with Namco Bandai. Um, and the response from the guys at Xseed was, oh, we have no idea how to get in touch with Nintendo. <laughs> so if you if you look at the games that they've put out, you know, I mean, they put out a couple Namco Bandai games, and then they put out Solo Turbo, which was a game that was brought to Europe by Nintendo of Europe. So they got to work with Nintendo because they used the Nintendo of Europe localization for Solo Turbo, and that's probably what led to the last story. Mm. So it's really, I mean, it's a great success for that company. Um, they're they're really really tiny. Literally, their office, which we visited last year, is above a triple A. Oh wow! It is on the second <laughs> floor of a triple A, and apparently they moved up because they were in a different office a couple years ago. Jeez. It used to be in somebody's living room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they used to be. Well, actually, because when we went to go visit them, we went to their old place first because they had recently moved. Um, was it was it the back of a U-Haul? No, it, I mean it was just like a, a an <laughs> office complex, and then they moved to the place that was on the second floor of AAA. I know my way around the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean that that's cool. I'm definitely going to get this game um, when it does come out, whether it's June or July or August. It's coming out in summer, if you couldn't tell. Um, how about you guys? Do you think you guys are going to get it? Um, I'm thinking about maybe dropping my pre-order for Xenoblade and just putting a pre-order down on this one instead because this <laughs> is the one that interested me more. <laughs> See, I think I, that... between the two, I think I'd go last story. Why is that? Because I... Xenoblade seems frighteningly large. Is that Xenoblade... is the one thing I was reading about the last story with uh, the European reviews because it came out or it's coming out in Europe today, which by the time you're listening to it, it's out in Europe. So a bunch of reviews have been popping up this week. And a lot of them kind of say that, like, yeah, there's a lot of side stuff in this game, but you can pretty much just, like, romp through the story in 15, 20 hours. Which, yeah, for an exactly RPG, is cake short. Mm-hmm. And that does appeal to me, and that's what always kind of appealed to me about the last story. I mean, I, I like Sakaguchi, generally. I mean, he's the Final Fantasy guy. I, I kind of thought Lost Odyssey was cool, although I didn't play too much of it. Um, and it, it, was, it, 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 it seems like good. this is kind of like the follow-up, or at least the, the spiritual successor to that sort of game that Sakaguchi's working on. The last story, is that the one that had the online play? Yeah, yeah, and it also has the, the six-player multiplayer. Is that going to come to America as well? Yes, okay. although we're, we're not sure because the Europe one is not compatible with the Japanese one, but it's probably likely that the North American one will be cross-compatible with the European one since they're, you know, we're, XSEED is taking the European right. translation. And just localizing it, you know, making it not British. Taking the U's <laughs> out of the word color. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited. I'll probably get it just because I feel obligated to after, you know, the work that was put in by Operation Rainfall to even like kind of raise awareness for this, whether or not they had a real big impact on it anyway or if it was always in the cards. But um, All that work signing I, I, an online petition. <laughs> I guess so, but they were, they were passionate about it. I, yeah, I applaud yeah. their, their efforts, but... uh xenoblade i mean i've just heard so many great things about it and everyone who's played it seems to love it so i think i would go there first still but they're spaced out enough that you could do both yeah, yeah. i mean that's that's what i'm gonna do i got my pre-order on xenoblade and that's not gonna that's not gonna be canceled 
Um, I'll definitely pick it up, whether or not I'll actually get through it. Well, I haven't. I don't think I finished an RPG for the first time, and I don't know Dragon Quest Five on DS. <laughs> that before or after Pokemon's? I don't care. Pokemon's not an RPG to me. That's just a oh. different genre altogether. I'm not trying to diss Pokemon. It's just that, like, that's like to me, that's like sitting down and eating like a giant chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after all, I'm just replaying... 875 giant chocolate yeah. bars. <laughs> I mean, I'm just replaying the same game that came out in, like, 1997, so it doesn't really count anyway, right? <laughs> right? Am I right? Yeah. Bazinga. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, the last story does look good, and I'm sure European friends are all enjoying it by the time they're listening to this, and probably laughing at us, being like, you have to wait four months. Ha, ha, ha. I yeah, already beat about, Xenoblade think twice. about about the last story. Uh, they won't be able to make a sequel, only prequels. <laughs> the second to last story. Yeah. <laughs> the penultimate story. Um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, word. so let, let, let's let us move on to the other game that uh was given a clarified release date. Um well, I guess technically Xenoblade Chronicles uh got solidified with that April 6th release. Um, I think that was already done that one. Which <sighs> some websites it, it was not gonna, Nintendo's website for the game. Not going to name names, but most of the big ones um yeah. kind of were just like, "Oh, Xenoblade's coming out in April. That's new." And it's like, "What where have you been? We reported <laughs> on that 2 weeks ago." <laughs> but April 6th is when Xenoblade's coming out. Um we've known that for a while. I guess it just got 100% hammered home with this. Also, uh, I mean, we already knew about Spirit Camera. That was shown off at Nintendo Direct a little bit. And then Mario Tennis Open is coming out on May 20th with online play. And it looks like it might not have the RPG stuff that people usually really dig about the portable Mario sports games, which is kind of a bummer. I mean, it's not confirmed, but from, you know, what they showed and what they discussed, it, it seemed to be more of like, you know, a sequel to the console games and not a sequel to the portable game. Which, yeah, you should which just, is lame. You sh- instead of buying this, you should just go out and find a used copy of uh, Mario Golf Advance. Or you mean Mario Tennis Advance, which uh, we one. gave a 10 out of 10 back in the day. They Thank both, you, Stan they both, Ferguson. They both have RPG elements. Yes. <laughs> I prefer golf because I prefer golf. <laughs> I see well, tennis as slightly more than Pong. Well, I mean, well, you mean that Pong is slightly less than tennis. There you go. <laughs> yeah, the, the the first iteration of Pong was tennis for two, so. <laughs> um, did they talk at all about if it multiplayer at all for this? I mean, there's going to be online, and I think they said local, too. It'd be pretty cool if you could, like, start a, a team with some, like, one of your friends online and then just play random, you know, pairs. That would be awesome. I mean, like, hopefully... Play, uh, play other teams. Hopefully they bring over the community stuff yeah, that they had in say. Mario Kart. Because that could, that could be cool, because that's what I liked oh, um, yeah. in the in the console versions of Mario Tennis and other Mario sports games, too. But Mario Tennis, specifically on the, uh, the N64, was just so great, because you could easily do two versus two. Mm-hmm. I just every, got the, everyone had four controllers at the time. I just got this vision of how, like, you could set up communities and basically have it, like, uh, like have it just be a tennis league. Ooh. If, yeah. that, if that happens, Mario Tennis might be crack for me. Yeah, have tournaments and stuff. Yeah, seasons, like if, if we could set that up where it's basically, I mean, just like, yeah, have it, you set up community and then you play each other. And it's almost like an online franchise in Madden or something. If they do yeah. something similar to that, I I will 
be begging for that game. If they don't do that, I'll probably still get it, but it'll be more just like, well, it's the new Nintendo game, I'll probably have some fun with it. I'm, I, I'm the director of a Nintendo website, I feel obligated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I agree. If, if with the RPG stuff gone, I think a robust multiplayer uh, suite there would be very, very good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mario Tennis Open looks pretty cool. Um... Yeah, and, and, and then Gamefly uh, was right about the title. Yes, uh, and I think about the date too. Although I think they may have been off like two days, but it's it's probably because Gamefly had a Tuesday release, mm. and it's May twentieth, which, which I think is a Sunday. Yeah. Um, the other news. Well, they, they, I love they, how Nintendo does that. By the way, they just completely like break all traditions and trends. Dude, they're, and just, they're fucking with everybody because yeah. Kid Icarus and Spirit Camera are coming out on a Friday. Like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> And, like, Rhythm Heaven came out on a Monday. Yeah, they just <laughs> make Some games come out on Sundays. The, the rare game will come out on a Tuesday, like normal games. Rhythm Heaven came out on a Monday, but my GameStop didn't get it in until Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Oh, I mean, usually, yeah. I, I found that to be the case. If it's not a bigger game, then usually if it is that weird Sunday or Monday release date, some places might not get it in until Tuesday, because that's, yeah. like, the regular shipment day, I think. It just bothered me when I went in and I asked them for Rhythm Heaven and the guide had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> You're working like, at GameStop. Come on. There's like one new Wii game coming out every three months. You should at yeah. least know what it is. Yeah. It's not like you have to memorize a large list. There's literally four games for the month of January. Do you, do you have Call Actually, of Duty no, 18? I don't even think so. Yeah, it's right here. Yeah. <laughs> you can play order when, 19. <laughs> and then when you, buy, when you buy Rhythm Heaven, he's like, do you also want to reserve... Uh, I, no, guess I, don't think, I don't know if there are any other Wii games. I think that's the <laughs> only other game. And Madden? Do you want Madden? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the other game that was shown off was Kid Icarus Uprising. They had a lot of focus on the multiplayer, at least in the Japanese and Europe one, where basically Sakurai just like spoke a 20-minute lecture about Kid Icarus Uprising, <laughs> which was one part ridiculous and one part really cool because Kid Icarus Uprising looks incredible. And Does I mean, Aaron, Aaron's been raving Does about. It. Aaron's been raving about it since he played it. I think last month. Yeah. And everything that I've read about this game, pretty much after I found out that there were left-handed controls, just make it seem like it's gonna be amazing. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still skeptical. I don't really have any interest in the franchise, but you know, I mean, I'm I'm willing to be sold what on franchise? it. What franchise? It's one game. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, two games technically. Now this is number well, you three. Know. Yeah. So, the series, the franchise, whatever. I mean, for, I'll wait for to me, see how it performs. For me, it just seems like, you know, now that I don't have to deal with that left-handed crap, which, thank God, I mean, <laughs> it seems like it's got these, these nifty little rail shooter bits to start off levels, and then, you know, this this third-person action stuff that, I mean, I as, long as, as long as you can play it with, your right, with, with the correct hand setting that is preferable to you, then that it controls really well. I would um, be far more interested in it if it were like Sin and Punishment. The whole game were like Sin and Punishment 2. Yeah, but I don't know if you've read anything about how batshit insane this game is, but I don't know if it worked that well, at least with the way this game seems to be set up. I mean, well, with all exactly. the... Like, all... What, what I'm saying is if it were set up differently, oh, okay. <laughs> it might be more... Uh, but I mean, there's all these crazy weapons and a lot of like odd Sakurai humor. Like in the multiplayer, there's apparently an item that will... like either turn you or an enemy into shrimp tempura for some fucked up reason. 
I mean, Interesting. it seems maybe there's a shrimp tempura wizard to go with the eggplant wizard. <laughs> if that were to happen, I would be very happy. Dude, and, shrimp, shrimp tempura is so good. Oh, yeah, it is. Anyway, <laughs> um, but uh, what, what else was I going to say? I mean, they, they do have the online, uh, you know, three on three or free for all. And a lot of like what I've been hearing lately is that it's kind of like it's like a third person Smash Brothers, which I mean yeah, makes sense considering exactly. considering that, that Sakurai so with considering that Sakurai made Smash Brothers um, and is going to work on the next one. He started that this week, apparently. Um. He was forced to work on it after that E3 announcement. <laughs> it was another. I think that was what happened with Brawl too. Was that like he was like, "You're doing this, right? You owe me. You owe me." <laughs> and then, like once again, it comes around. We let you do your little weird Kid Icarus game. Now you're now you're coming back and you're making Smash Brothers again, right? <laughs> we need the money maker. <laughs> but it just seems really zany and fun. And I'm also really excited for the terrible voice acting and like really meta self-referential crap that's going to go on because i've heard stuff that like while you play the game like there's basically a running commentary between like pit uh palutena and whatever enemies you're fa- you're facing and it like references the old game and talks about how like oh the graphics are better this time and shit like that and so that just seems really a cool pool game yeah i guess so or deadpool or she-hulk lately <laughs> um, but I mean, I I think you guys are crazy for being so skeptical about this game. I think it's going to be very, very good. We, I will, I will wait to see. I will I mean, probably need a 3DS game around that time anyway. <laughs> yeah, I I don't doubt that it will be good. It's just like I said, I for whatever reason I'm just sort of tepid. Um, yeah, kind of yeah. But yeah, but I, I don't think it's going to be bad. I'm not opposed to it. Just waiting to I guess see more and hear more about it. So. Yeah. I'll be sold on it. Yeah. It won't be hard. <laughs> um, but other than Kid Icarus, um, I mean, that's pretty much it for 3DS for the foreseeable future, at least retail-wise. Luigi's Mansion was, you know, not mentioned. Um, oh. Which, I, I think that Luigi's Mansion is probably not going to be too far after E3, but I guess at this point it's going to be after E3. And, you know, Animal Crossing and Paper Mario still haven't really gotten any confirmation on those either. That's it's, fine. Uh, it's 2012, but who knows when. Um, Fire Emblem was confirmed for Europe uh, with DLC and everything. And in Japan, that's coming out in April. And the first month and a half of DLC is going to be free. Um, and that's kind of neat. And I assume that if Europe's getting the new Fire Emblem game, we probably will too. It was just not confirmed during this event. And it's probably, you know, it seemed like the North American one, being its own production, was focusing very much on, you know, from today until E3. Right, immediate. Yeah, which yeah. also kind of makes that last story, June 20th release, kind of add up. Right. Because and, and I, wasn't, wasn't there word that North America really is getting uh, Monster Hunter? Yeah, um, yeah. That, I mean, that wasn't announced at this, but there was... No, uh, something else. I, I think that's this fall, is when 3G is supposedly coming to North America and Europe. Yeah. And 3G, to be clear, is basically a port of... Three, right? Yeah, well, it's with a, like additional yeah. content. Game or, or it was it was Monster Hunter Try. Right, Try. That's why I, I get confused because it's like I, I don't even know. I really don't. I, I played Monster <laughs> Hunter Try. It was kind of fun, and but what happened was I just got my time broken up with that, so I kind of fell off the Monster Hunter bandwagon. I didn't like. I bought Try too. Um, I actually bought it for the Circle, not the Circle Pad Pro, 
the Classic Controller Pro. Yeah. And, man, if you don't keep up with that game, you just fall off a cliff and then yep. don't care. I have to that's, kill how many with me. things to get a elk horn? You're kidding me. It's a loot game, and I don't like those. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I had a lot of fun with it when I was into it, but then I fell off the wagon and couldn't get back on. Right. Oh, I accidentally pressed stop. Uh, hey, uh, I should mention real quick, by the time you all hear this, it'll probably be common knowledge, but you can go and update your NES games right now. But is it legitimately, like, new stuff, or is it just pedestrian updates? Oh, good question. I haven't looked yet. They're downloading right now, the updates. So you stopped your recording? No, I'm Zach? telling people who listen to the show. Oh, okay. I thought you said you accidentally hit stop. <laughs> oh, no, I accidentally hit hit stop on my swap note. I'm sorry, that was a no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was very swap confused. Note, you can also get, a, like, five new uh, j Japanese-themed stationaries. And yeah, two I mean, of they, them are cool. Yeah, they seemed really neat. It just... I actually opened up swap note, swap note in hopes of getting these stationaries, and then I realized that I had like a bajillion notes, and then I promptly <laughs> closed it. But that yeah. means the blue light went away. I, I yeah. legitimately might delete swap note soon, just because like there's no way I'm gonna be able to sort through. Like the last no. time I checked it, I didn't even get through everything. I think I got up to January 10th. Like it's just like I'm never going. I'm never gonna take an hour or two out of my night and just fucking process swap notes. It's dumb. Yeah, there there needs to be a better method of just clearing stuff out when you get this far behind because it is it's going to waste a lot of time for you. Zach I'm glad you find it. this funny, <laughs> Dick. Um, you know, before I don't we leave, know why that's so funny? <laughs> before we leave Nintendo Direct, uh, were any of you buying into the uh, notion that maybe we were going to hear about a 3DS redesign or anything like that? Considering no. that this was coincidentally <laughs> enough on the day of the Vita launch. Fuck no. Because I heard I heard a lot of rumors like that, like oh Nintendo's gonna try to you know uh, do something here to take the wind out of the sails of Sony, but it really wasn't the case. Yeah, my oh, my God. favorite thing was people talking about how like there was some like I don't even know where the rumor came from, but talking about how like the seventh iteration of some famous RPG series is going to be coming to 3DS, so people were thinking either Final Fantasy VII or Dragon Quest VII, but obviously that you know got announced. <laughs> yeah, but. People kept mentioning that 3DS Lite type redesign, and we didn't even yeah. mention it in that feature that we put yeah, on the site. Because yeah, because it's I not... Did, I didn't see it happening. I think it might happen. You know, it but honestly not, might by, like, this fall, E3. but I yeah, think it would, would be a mention at E3, and it wouldn't yeah. be a focus at E3. It would be, like, BT Dubs, 3DS Micro. Like, what? Yeah. They would never put it during an <laughs> announcement that only, what, there was, like, 30,000 people watching that yeah. live stream. They'll, right. uh, they'll come out with a 3DS Go that doesn't play yeah. cartridge games and only plays downloadable eShop <laughs> games. Yeah, and then it's almost immediately phased out. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty it, it turns out uh, stores don't like to sell something that doesn't require people to keep coming back <laughs> right. to yes. buy things from. Uh, it doesn't really help your relationship there. Um, I guess um, before we leave... I might actually get one. I mean, if I have the money to throw away, which I don't right now, but that's a sexy little machine. I mean, my thing with the Vita is that there really aren't any games that are out on the system right now that, like, demand my oh, attention. Sure. Like, I would probably, like, if I were to get it, I'd probably get, like, Super Stardust. And, you know, I, I might, uh... Crap, I'll probably get the Katamari game or something like that. I'm excited to, to check out MLB The Show, but that's not really a system seller for me. 
Yeah. And no, me neither. The big it, appeal for me cool. is playing the PSP games because I never owned a PSP. Mm. But the thing is, is that like I can just wait. Like it'll come down in price. I'll, I'll wait for that or wait for a game that demands my attention. Which looking at the Vita, there's a couple games that I'm like, oh, that'd be cool to get. But there's nothing that's like you must get this now. No, yeah. no, no, it's the launch. There's not going to be anything like that. Even the Uncharted game looks kind of... I heard that, like, I honestly don't think I'd play it if I got the system. Yeah, I don't know if I would either. Do you but, think uh, Sony's going to pull a Nintendo and cut the price a third after it doesn't sell well here in America? I think, I well, think... It certainly works for <laughs> Nintendo. Yeah. So. I mean, kind of. I mean, it's selling a lot. I mean, uh, the, to, the kind, of, to kind of segue... Is... The impressive thing but we're not done with Nintendo three, Direct. <laughs> the three hundred dollar model is three G without a contract. That's actually kind of cool. Wait, I thought you had to get a contract. No, yeah. I was told on Swap Note that there's no contract <laughs> necessary in Japan well, anyway. It's, uh, that's, okay. that's because it didn't sell in Japan. Oh, yeah. I think you if you get three G, though, yeah, I think you do. Oh yeah. shit. Well, fuck it. <laughs> I know. And um, here we here we thought Swapnote was such a credible source of information. Damn you, Swapnote! <laughs> um, Did Nikki tell you that? Oh, Cutter. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the last couple stuff out of Nintendo Direct is uh, there's a new Brain Age 3DS game coming out that's uh, like Demon Training or something. Basically, it's like focusing on concentration and memory, and then uh, Doctor Kawashima turns into a freaking demon. For he some, looks I don't even know. In this game, I don't really know why. He just—he's crazy. <laughs> he's like—he's like the retro game challenge guy. Yeah, he's like a <laughs> Reno, who coincidentally also was in the Nintendo Direct in Japan. Nice. Um, but yeah, um, the, the the last bit of Nintendo Direct news was that Dylan's Rolling Western was available everywhere as Nintendo Direct was going on in each region. And it's um, on sale now. Yes, it is ten dollars or nine ninety nine if you want to be exact. Um, I got I, I we actually got the game before it was even out, okay. which was cool because that means I got to write a review that no one really liked because I was negative about the game the day it came out. Um, <laughs> but I, I really I, I think the conclusion that I can draw with Dylan's Rolling Western is that the only tower defense games that I should ever play are like Plants vs Zombies. Because I, I guess I just don't really like the genre that much, and this is kind of the the proving of that. Yeah. Um, but it just, I mean, it's just like there's a way to do tower defense games and not have it feel like a total chore, or at least kind of streamline the process. And this, everything's elongated because you start off in this preparation phase, and you have to go all over the map and go into the mines and, you know do your little rolly thing with the touchscreen and break some rocks and get some stuff and then like you know repair the towers but you you can't like do this in a menu you have to literally walk or roll to each tower check it out the first time you go through the levels you're you're actually you legitimately go into the level and your little squirrel bastard partner no 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 the main character is an armadillo he's a partner who's a squirrel who's like his accountant and he's like oh we only need like this much money and we walk in with like an eighth of the money that I have, and it's like I can make one tower. And then luckily, I mean, after like the, each each stage is broken up into three days, and you get money after the end of each day for how successful you do. So you can kind of funnel that back into your towers. And then after you beat the stage, you can go back and replay it with unlimited funds, or at least you know you pull from the money that you've earned collectively. Right. Um. So when you go back and play it, it's like not that bad because you can usually you know set up stuff with your towers as opposed to having like one or two towers set up and then frantically going around the map 
being like, oh, I gotta get these guys here. Oh shit, I need to go across the map before they go and break break and kill the little pigs that I need to protect. And just like, I, I don't understand why the first time through that game has to be so frustrating and, and so repetitive. And it's so here's, like, here's, here's my question about it. Do you ever burrow under a farmer's fence and steal his chickens? <laughs> no, but you do burrow. He does okay. go underground. I mean, there is progression with the character. Like, at first, you can just kind of roll and do, like, this claw attack. And then eventually you get, like, this grind ability and you upgrade you're, you're all these killing, abilities. You're killing my joke. But... Did anyone get that? Did anyone at all get that reference? No. Listeners, if you got that reference, no, it's it's Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, okay. Oh. You're making it sound like Fantastic Mr. Fox. But, anyway... Uh, Dylan's Rolling Western, I'm not a huge fan. I guess if you're into tower defense games, give it a look. Um, if you're not, what if you, what if you really it. like armadillos? I, I maybe watch a trailer or two, read my <laughs> review, read a positive review, compare contrast. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah it, it's know? tough. It's, it seems some people like this game. I don't think it's universally viewed as bad, but I guess if you don't have an affinity for the tower defense genre, maybe this game isn't for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my thing is that um, as far as the $10 price point, it is the most expensive eShop game, or I guess original eShop game, because technically stuff like, you know, Shantae still exists that's $12. Um, but it's the most expensive eShop game right now at 10 bucks, and I think it's worth the money, because if you do like it and you do enjoy it, there is a lot of content. For me... I would regret my $10 that I would have spent because I don't really think the game's that good. But if you like the game, it is more than worth $10. Like, there was there was effort put into this game. It's too bad that it wound up being kind of shitty in my eyes. <laughs> but it's worth 10 bucks. I mean, it's definitely... You look at it, it looks really nice. I really love the art style and the music. Like, that's the one thing that, like... Um, I was actually... I, before the show, I was on my 3DS watching all the 3D trailers, and I watched, like, the walkthrough trailer for Dylan's Rolling Western... Because I heard the guy's voice was kind of funny in it. Um, and it, like the music was playing in the background. I'm like, I actually like the music. And that's the thing that sucks. Is that like, I like the setup of the game. Like, I like the character design. I like the world. But the game just... I, I don't like the gameplay at all. It's it's frustrating. It's, it uh, frustrating. This, this is the type of game that there should be a demo for. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I would argue that I think every eShop game should, should have some sort of demo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a demo on the eShop release this week. It was the one other release we got outside of Box Pusher and Too Fast Four Gnomes. Um, box Pusher, baby. Yeah, I mean, you can either push boxes or you can play the demo for Nintendogs Plus Cats, which I downloaded and played today. I haven't deleted it yet, but I will. Because it, I just realized, I'm like, so I'm... so weird? What, that the they... launch game finally gets a demo? Well, I mean, they only first released started releasing demos a month ago, so it's not really that it's... weird. It's an evergreen title. It's like soon they'll be releasing a demo for Steel Diver. They should. Well, yeah, you know, I I actually don't. I actually don't think that's too bad of an idea, considering I think a lot of people are getting their systems post Christmas, Um, and a lot of a lot of these games kind of get buried, especially with the great glut of games we've had recently. Yeah. Um. So I'm not against it. You know, why not? It just confirmed for me that I I will never buy a Nintendogs game again. I I got suckered into it. I, I bought one of the initial ones mainly because my, my brother got a really cute little Shiba Inu puppy. And I was like, I want to get Nintendogs and raise a Shiba Inu puppy. And then I was like, this sucks. <laughs> and then I returned, or I, I didn't return it, I traded it back in the GameStop. I got it used. <laughs> Shibas are my second favorite breed. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, she's an adorable puppy named Kata, oh. but she's a couple years old now. Nintendo's That's... is old stuff now. But Nintendo's yeah. plus cats, I mean, it's like, the most fun I had with it was, one, petting the cat, because I like cats more than dogs. And two, like, you can put goofy, like, hats on them. So, like, I made my cat look like Elvis, gave him a pompadour and some sunglasses. Nice. That Does was fun. Does the cat totally ignore you? Uh, yeah, actually a little bit, but I, you know, I, I had to make some special time for the cat, you know, pet it a little bit. But, like, it, eh, whatever, some people like that game, I don't. That's, like, yeah, that is the mantra of me for this, this segment, is that yeah. I don't like certain genres other people do. Take my advice at your own peril. Your mileage may vary. <laughs> um. You know, I wanted to ask you guys about this just Nintendo Direct thing in general. Do you, do you enjoy this? Do you like that they're being a little more forthcoming about sort of what's coming up each quarter? Yeah. Rather yes. than just saving it all for E3 and, and things like that. I, I kind of enjoy it. It's kind of a, a breath of fresh air for them. I mean, my thing is that, like, I feel like the, the hype for these always overshadows the actual events. Although the last story reveal, I mean, I wouldn't say it was completely unexpected, but it, it kind of was. Yeah, um, I think as I think as they do more, people will begin to curb their expectations. <laughs> yeah, but it's the kind of stuff that I, you know, I I love having these kind of events to get excited for. And if they do do them like every quarter, that's great. I mean, I don't yeah. think we'll get one next quarter because we'll have E three, but I imagine exactly. we'll, we'll probably get one in September or October. We'll get another one yeah. at the beginning of the year. Totally. I mean, that, I feel like I would enjoy them more if they didn't announce them the day before they actually <laughs> give us a little bit yeah, of planning. That would Side be nice. Bots. And not have them first thing in the morning. Yeah, waking up at 6 was a little rough. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree too. I, I, I like them quite a bit. I think it's a cool idea, and I hope they keep going with it. At some point, it'd be cool if you could like stream it live from your 3DS or something. but Or yeah, your Wii U, I suppose. You're going to love E3, because the Nintendo press conference day, we're all going to be up at 6 a.m. Oh, it's not that... I'm, I'm just accustomed to my uh, current schedule, where I don't get up. Also, it's, it's East Coast time, so it's actually not that bad. <laughs> Or it's East Coast time for us, so 6 a.m. is actually 9 (laughs) a.m. Also, it's E3. I I don't sleep. (laughs) Yeah, I would think the day of Nintendo's conference, you guys would be a little excited, so I don't think waking up is going to be a problem. Yeah, like, I mean, that's the thing. That's like, like, honestly, the Nintendo press conference is like Christmas. Like, I'm like, I can't sleep the night before. watching the Sony conference, yo. Yeah. Like, it is the kind of stuff where, like, you know, I can't sleep the night before. I wake up, like, several times and I look at my... I'm like, go back to... I can't get back to bed. I'm so excited. Reggie's so gonna be like, on stage. Iwata might might speak some broken English. It's gonna be great. <laughs> there'll, be an or- there'll be an orchestra there playing all yeah. my favorite Zelda songs. Maybe, maybe, maybe Iwata will break out the vitality sensor again. It's and, gonna happen. <laughs> and I can take another picture of it. And it'll be hilarious. God, I want it built into the back of the Wii U controller so I, bad. I don't want it built into the back of the <laughs> Wii U controller. I just want to turn on the Wii U and have that picture of him from E3 2009 just come up there where he's just like sitting there with a Wii remote in one hand, the vitality sensor on, the, on, uh, on his finger on the other hand, and just like, what's up? It's like it's like you could just have that and, and the Reggie shrugging his shoulders picture. behind him with his yeah. heart rate just going. <laughs> Just relax. We're Nintendo. Um, I'm Reggie, and my heart rate is fucking awesome. So yeah, that's that is Nintendo Direct, more or less. There was some more Japanese and European stuff. You can check out the site. We have a nice event page laid out. Um, I mean, there wasn't a terrible amount of information, but there there was some cool stuff. Um, and you can check out the website for more details. Um, what else we got on the news docket? Uh, 3DS broke five million in Japan. Woo. That is cool. Good to see it is successful in Japan. 
Or it should be. Now, where's that redesign? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it's happening anytime soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, it's good to know that the system's doing doing well. Um, I'd like I don't, to know what it's selling in uh, Europe and North America myself. I don't think it's doing quite as well in Japan because Japan had something called Mar Monster Hunter, and in and in Japan, Monster Hunter is like the second coming of Christ. It is, or I yeah. guess at this point, it's like the fourth or fifth because they've had it's, a lot of Monster Hunter games. It's the they new need Dragon to... Quest. Yeah, yeah. They they need to change that picture of the Wii printing money to just Monster Hunter yeah. printing money. Like Capcom, <laughs> or, or hold, yen, I guess. in their like hands, Capcom holds fire, the entire Japanese <laughs> game industry because whatever system they pick to put Monster Hunter in will succeed in Japan. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, they basically they basically dictate the success yeah. of the video game market there. <laughs> because that's what happened is that 3DS got Monster Hunter 3G and Monster Hunter 4. And it's just like, guess what? 3DS does not have to worry about anything in Japan. And it's okay. And let's not forget, Capcom said, hey, you, you guys need to make, like, another stick. <laughs> and yeah, I like, mean, look oh, at... Oh, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, now, that's a good point. <laughs> that actually, the Pedro exists because of that. When is Monster Hunter 4 coming out? Is that a... Uh, that's next year. No, I, th I think, I think year. it might be the end of 2012. I think if we get a redesign... It's going to come to Japan with Monster Hunter 4. I can see that. Like, yeah. if, they, if, they, if they're going to do it, it will happen with that. If not, then they're not planning it right now. It'll have a massive bundle, like Monster Hunter yeah. 4 3DS bundle, and people will shit themselves. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, it'll, it'll probably come out in North America early 2013, if that were to happen, I think. Um, you want to hear something sad? What? This whole time we've been recording, we're on the 37 mark. Yeah. I've been deleting swap notes. <laughs> Not even kidding. But uh I guess the last bit of news, which I don't even know if anyone honestly cares. I I I, I kinda don't, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> Virtual Console's back on Wii with uh Strider for Genesis. Hey Strider. Woo! Which I I've heard the game's good. I just don't really feel like playing it. Me neither. I don't feel like turning on. But my you know, I yeah. do have I do have twelve I do have twelve Reggies to blow, and I don't know what to buy. There's probably get get adventure on. <laughs> I hope everyone knows what you mean when you say Reggie. You mean like Wii points, because yeah. otherwise, having twelve Reggies to blow takes a whole new meaning. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> you you have you have twelve hundred Wii points and also twelve Reggies to blow. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about F zero G. Or X, or whatever it's called. Totally worth the it, dude. F-Zero X is my favorite yeah. game in the series by far. So good. My favorite's just the Death Race. Yeah, yeah. Or, so or X, X Cup, where it's just random shit all the time. Yeah, that's awesome, too. Hmm. It's good. It's worth it, probably, if you're just looking to spend those points. Yes. Have any of you played Strider? No. I, like I said, I heard it's good. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, Side-scroller kind of action game. You're like a crazy ninja. No, I really, I really want uh, Castlevania Bloodlines. You have a huge giant sword that, that awesome. cuts across the whole screen. Don't you have like a, a red bow too, or something? Or a red scarf? Yeah, yeah something like that. I know. I think the Genesis one is pretty good. Was there NES one too? I, the I NES one, I think, is pretty Genesis janky. One. From yeah, yeah the, they the Genesis one is is much. Better it was than originally that, an arcade so. game, and I don't think they could really put the arcade <laughs> game on the NES, so they just made like right. a, a crappy version that yeah. doesn't really do it justice at all. But 
Yeah, so Virtual Console's back. I mean, I assume we'll be seeing that Genesis Street Fighter game that has online for some reason, because Capcom said that was oh, coming yeah. out. Oh, forgot about that. I mean, there's yeah. a couple other things in the pipeline that I, I, I think would likely come out, but who knows if that'll happen. I'm surprised we haven't gotten Mega Man X2, because you're up dead. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably get that, and, you know, Mega Man, what, what are they up to, 6? Yeah, yeah, I, no, I think they, they stopped at 5. They, yeah. yeah, they stopped at 5. They need Well, it's okay if they don't release 6, because 6 blows. Well, I had fun with 6. That was one of the first Mega Man games I ever played, because it's one that my friend had when I was younger. There is a cowboy level. It sucks. <laughs> Mega Man's fighting robot cowboys. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's uh, this news episode, guys. So, um, yeah, uh, write us in to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. And remember, we got that PAX East panel on April yeah. 6th, Good Friday, at approximately 10 a.m. Eastern Time at the Erected Theater in the, audience. in the Boston Convention Center in Boston, <laughs> going to be a contestant. Yes, um, we will be looking for contestants on the interwebs. So if you want to be a contestant and you're going to be at PAX East and you're listening to the show, you can email us at connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com <laughs> and try to convince us to allow you to be a contestant on the show where you can win prizes, and also get to be on a panel at PAX, which is... I mean, I know we're all excited for it, except for Patrick and Zach. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to be writing devilish questions. Yes, Don't worry. you will. Um, but yeah, we're really excited for it. I I hope you are too. So, um, yeah. Can I, can I pimp my podcast? I know I've done sure. it in the past, You know what? When I pimped it last time, I didn't say what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, part of the mystery. It's at crosstalk.com, and uh, it's the Frozen North Dinnercast, and we're on episode four. And I took a page from our little show here, and I did a Jeopardy segment with the guys. You fucking copier. Although I guess you created it, so. general knowledge, though. It's not just video games. Did you you still eat food? We did eat food. Okay. They ate Chinese food, and I was busy hosting. So I ate nothing. (laughs) <laughs> but it was a good. It was it, it was a good one. I uh, for some Neil, you'll you'll think this is funny. Uh, I accidentally said that Batman shot Apocalypse, the planet, instead of Darkseid. Nah. And uh, dude, Justice League Doom comes out next week. Is that going to be any good though? I I, I was but, actually apparently a leaked. Um, a friend of mine on Facebook was talking about how it was very good, so I'm very excited. Oh, okay. I mean, it's got like Conroy as Batman, so that's pretty. Oh, cool. Oh, it's got the whole cast of the original uh, cartoon. Well, no, I think it's. I don't think because I think like Nathan Fillion is Green Lantern in it. Right. It's kind of like it's not. It's not John. It's kind of like an amalgamation of like the, their favorite voice actors from all the iterations of the characters that they've done. I think more or less. That's true. Captain Hammer is awesome. Yeah. But um, uh, it looks really good. But, I love those DC animated universe things, even when they suck, like Batman Year One. Oh my god, that was terrible. Yeah, I was not a fan. I mean, I know a couple of people that liked it, but I watched that and it was just like I could have just saved myself an hour and just read the. New comic Frontiers again. was also shitty. I like New Frontier a lot. Oh my god, the art style was awful. The Green Lantern one. Well, I actually I got very cheap like the Green Lantern compilation. Um, oh really? But I haven't watched it yet. It's still in the shrink wrap. I got it for like four bucks at a Best Buy. I just happened to see it. I'm just like, may as well get it. Yeah, 
I haven't watched either of those because the Green Lantern might be the character I don't give a shit about the most in the DC universe. I really liked like the the movie when that I saw it a little bit after it came out. I really dug it then. What? And then I rewatched it. Well, no, no, I'm not talking about the Ryan Reynolds one. I'm talking okay. about the DC animated universe one, First Flight. The first okay. time I watched it, I really dug it. And then the <laughs> second time I watched it, which was actually before I went to go get let down by the Ryan Reynolds one, it it just wasn't that good. I got bored. Uh. I fell asleep. Like, it wasn't good. Um, but well, yeah. Doom should be good. Yeah, I'm excited. They need to make they need to make a Batman, a Return of the Dark, the Dark, Dark Knight Return. I think they are. I think that's the next one. Oh, my God. Or that might be... And they need to get Michael Ironside to be Batman like he was <laughs> in the sh- on the cartoon. Yeah. You remember that episode? Yep, yep. Oh, my God. That was so awesome. So I hope you enjoyed our little bonus segment about uh, the DC Animated <laughs> Universe. <laughs> Kind of impromptu, but... Uh, that, uh, and the reason it went there is because that's one of the categories in the Jeopardy on the dinner cast. So you should awesome. go over to com and download that episode and see if you know more than my friends. And actually, if <laughs> I'll pimp some old shit, too. If you want to hear more about the DC Animated Universe, I was on an, mm-hmm. a, a two episodes of Crosstalk Comics yes. with uh, Carl Castaneda and his brother Gus back about, a, about a year ago. I had a lot of fun. Might be my favorite episode. I had a lot of fun recording those because I am super passionate about the DC animated universe. It's probably my favorite TV ever. Um, I, I mean, I, except the Superman show. The Superman show is it's it's not my favorite, but it's not like it's bad. Like really, the whole thing together is is a fantastic universe. There are definitely weaker links. Like I like the first season of Batman Beyond, and then that shit just falls apart, and then gets oh, really man, good with ever. Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker. Justice League Unlimited. The last episode, yeah. Yeah, Justice League Unlimited is like near perfection in my eyes. Except for the theme music, which is just terrible. Yeah, I mean, I I like the epicness of the Justice League theme music. I actually, I got the Justice League 8 disc set or whatever. Or actually, I think it's more than that. I think it's like 15. I got that for Christmas. Uh, I'm on about disc 2 or 3 and rewatching Justice League because I've never. Um, I, I, I borrowed and taken out of the libraries copies of the original Justice League series, so this is my first time owning it, so I've been slowly going through that. And I'm nice. excited to watch more of that, because it's been a while since I've seen that. I, I love that stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, let's end this before we go farther off, <laughs> off the subject. If you want to hear us talk about this more, we can totally do... Um, my cat just jumped on my lap after I knocked shit over. Um Hi Iggy. Hey DC. After uh, after Dark Knight Returns, how about a Power Girl centric uh, movie? Eh? Eh? What? Eh. Sorry, my my cat Iggy? knocked my earphones out when he went and old, jumped over my lap. Old pre pre new fifty two Power Girl, please. Not the new June Cleaver Power Girl. All right. Well, let's end this. Bye everybody. <laughs> Bye.
Welcome to another segment of Connectivity. I am Patrick Barnett, and with me I have James Dawson. Hey. All right, and basically we're here to talk about the Tales of series, Tales of Symphonia, Tales of the Abyss. Uh, mostly Tales of the Abyss, because recently Tales of the Abyss just got ported over to the 3DS, and James got it in for review, and I have just went out and bought it from GameStop, and I'm loving it so far. Um, what are your first impressions of the game, James? Well, back when it came out on PS2, it was probably my second Tales game that I played, and it is one of my favorites, to be honest. Um, the characters in the story uh, far surpass any RPGs I've played in a long time. That's one of the main, it's one of my main highlights I've seen in the game so far. The story, it's really, uh, the character work, it's just brilliant, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think the, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the main character, Luke, I'm not really a big fan of him so far. Does he get better throughout the... Um, without spoiling too much, he goes through a really big change at the near the end, kind of, uh, I think about a quarter near the end. Okay. Um... For those who don't know, he's just kind of like whiny and annoying in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of entitled. Yeah. But everything else about the characters in the story, it's, it's really, uh, it seems really big and um, vast and I don't know how to describe it exactly. Yeah, I, well I know um, Tyr, Tyr Grants, she's yeah. probably my favorite female protagonist of any game oh, yeah, that I've ever I've, played. I played uh, Tales of Symphonia and Tales of Symphonia Dawn of the New World and she... She has more personality, I think, than yeah, any of the... Yeah, a lot uh, more. Yeah. Um, so, just going through key, um, a few key points about the 3DS port. Um, how do the graphics compare to the uh, PS2 version of the game? Um, I think they're about the same, but to be honest, I remembered it looking better. Maybe it was um, being blown up on the full screen. Yeah, that, it, that could be it. Now, uh, one thing I noticed, the 3D, with it turned on, sometimes it's a little... I don't know. I noticed little glitches here and there with the 3D turned on. It isn't perfect. Yeah, I had I had about the same problem. I know um, I've seen things where speech bubbles have moved around a few times. Oh, the, really? Yeah, um, I had the 3D on at the time. Um, I've had a few problems with frame rate in the overworld. Oh, yeah, you were mentioning. Uh, I, I don't know if that has to do with the 3D being on or not. I, I did try to test it a bit. And it only seems to happen in the um, forest regions where there's a lot of shrubbery and you're walking through it. Yeah, when you had mentioned it yesterday to me, I uh, went through today and I tested it out, and I didn't notice any frame rate issues. I'm not sure if it's an isolated incident with you or if it just happens yeah. occasionally. Well, I th I think I, I think it's been doing it for me every time I go in the forest region. Okay. Um, so I don't know. It it could be my uh, 3ds or something to do with my SD card. I don't. Maybe I didn't go into a deep enough forest region in the world map to make mm -hmm. it really affect mine. It could be. Yeah. Um. Going right along with the graphics, though, the cutscenes in the game, um, they're fully voiced, and I think that's really great because I'm yeah. used to Tales of Symphonia where not everything was voiced. Yeah, that, that's a big difference. And to be honest, though, um, I there's not as much voice acting in Abyss as there is some of the later Tales games, like Tales of uh, Vesperia. So, especially the skits in between actions and things where you have you yeah. press uh, select and they come up. All the skits in Vesperia are voiced, and that, oh, that's, that's really nice. that's really nice. Those yeah. are probably one of the worst things. I, I didn't like it in Tales of Symphonia or this game. I know, really, like um, especially in this one, like when you sleep at an inn or something, yeah. and it cuts to that skit type thing where it's just a character bubble talking. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I actually really enjoy the skits because you kind of get more about the characters, but it is a lot better when they're fully voiced. Yeah, 
there's just there's no music even going on in the background is yeah it's no it's all cut off yeah it's just a weird little blank spot where you can't really advance it either you just have to let it play out yeah that is a problem because um they they go kind of slow the text does yeah and i'm assuming you can change that in the options i haven't well i turned uh, the uh, text speed up all the way to the max and it's still Mm -hmm. even in normal cutscenes, it goes pretty slow i have to click the a button to advance it myself yeah i tend to do that too i can read faster maybe than (laughs) what they expect a normal person can read i'm not sure oh yeah um so just moving on through the game itself controls um I'm guessing it controls pretty similar to similarly to most other Tales games. Yeah, I really haven't seen any problems with that. I think that the transition from the uh, DualShock controller to the 3DS has been pretty spot on. On the PS2 version, did it use both analog sticks, or how did that work? You know, I actually don't remember. I think the PS2 version did use the uh, second analog stick for camera in the overworld. Okay. I notice um, in the overworld you use the R and L buttons too. Yeah, rotate. which I think works fine. To be honest. It, it it feels a little slow rotating around. Yeah, doing a three sixty probably takes a good five <laughs> seven seconds ish. Yeah, that 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 probably is true. About yeah, that. I mean it's just minor gripes with the game, but yeah, I mean really the only thing I can think of uh, to say bad about it are just kind of nitpicky thoughts on the game. So, I know. The graphics are probably and the graphics are probably the worst thing about it. You think so? Yeah. Otherwise, I don't really have anything bad to say about the game. Yeah, if it's you, yeah. It's in general. I I'm loving it so far. I mean, I only got yeah. it two days ago, I guess, and yeah. I put six and a half hours in now. Yeah. Which it's hard <laughs> to stop playing once you start. Yeah, playing yeah. It. Um, like going from one battle to the next, it's really fluid, and like the battles, it isn't like a, a Final Fantasy type game where. I, I feel like in Final Fantasy, there's a good five-second disconnect yeah. between battles. And this one, you just run right into the enemy, and it's just, you start real-time battling. Oh, yeah. Well, I know um, before I started playing the Tales series, the only um, RPG I could actually play was Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> so uh, the Tales series, re- series really got me into JRPGs in general. Yeah. It's, JRPGs, they're one of my, like, favorite genres now. I just, yeah. they're very addictive to me. Oh yeah, I have I have about the same feeling on that. <laughs> um, talking a little bit about the battle system itself, I just I like how you can control the other characters and assign like they have a like magic skills called arts in the game. Yeah. I just figured out how to assign the characters on your lower touchscreen the buttons. Yeah, there's a touchscreen buttons that you can assign different character skills to. I actually haven't gotten to that yet, so I, 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 I imagine that it. will help. I think you can I'll, just do it in the menu. I'm not sure. I'll probably go ahead and do that yeah. after I get off of this. I, uh, I know um, using their arts is really useful later on in the game. I, I assume that the touchscreen will make it a lot more Yeah, streamlined. you can just reach over with your thumb. I mean, sometimes I, I got my t- stylus out so I can tap it with the stylus. Cause, yeah. I mean, I could use my thumb, but I don't want to. Uh, we talked about it on the durability segment, how like the yeah. grease from your fingers affects the screens and stuff. Yeah, I know what you mean. But uh, it's really useful because you can assign, like, first aid. That's what I have right now on one of the buttons, and yeah. that's really useful in some of the fights. I just beat a boss, and it was pretty brutal. Oh, yeah, but they're, especially the last boss. The last boss is actually pretty hard. Oh, yeah, you played the PS2 version, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Um. so moving on from Tales of the Abyss, I guess you can probably expect James's review to be up eventually at some point. Yeah, game. it should be. I have... 
I think about two weeks on for RPGs to review. Yeah. So I should have it up by next weekend. I'm not sure when this segment will be going up. I'm not sure if it's going up on the most. I'm not sure. Yeah. We'll let Scott or Mike figure that out. Right. Um, but moving on, let's just talk about the Tales series in general on uh, Nintendo platforms. Now, previously there was Tales of Symphonia and Tales mm-hmm. of Symphonia: Dawn of the New World, and then yeah. I believe there were Game Boy titles and DS. Um, there's a few Japanese Game Boy titles. Um, I know, I think it's oh, Narakiri Dungeon is the series. I have both of them. I haven't really played them though, and they're they're more like a spinoff. They're not really main titles. They didn't come um, to the U.S. They, no, they never came okay. here. Um, there's a few DS titles, but first, um, there is one Game Boy title that did come to the United States. It's a port of the original Famicom game, uh, Tales of Fantasia. Okay. And it's oh, Super Famicom, not Famicom. It's it's actually really good. It's a little um, it's it's a little harder to get into than these are because you know it's the first title and there's a few things that ha- haven't um, been put in to the game and the combat's a little less uh, interesting. Is it still real time strategy or yeah, real time battle? Yeah, it's still real time. It's um, but it's all two D. It's you have one kind. Of, it's a linear um, section and you just kind of move back and forth on that line. And I think there's not a lot of arts. I don't know if you can assign the same number of arts. You might be able to. I can't remember. I don't know. With uh, it was probably a little bit more limited back then. Yeah, they've just been expanding it and making it better and better over the years. Oh yeah, I know. Um, I think Nintendo and Namco published that late in the Game Boy Advance's life uh, lifetime. Okay. And I'll have to, uh, yeah, I have to look into getting that at some point. Maybe it's. Uh, Cheap on eBay or something. It's really good. <laughs> um, I know uh, the other two, or no, not two, three games on the DS. You have Tales of Innocence, which is, um, from what I've heard, a really good game. I actually have it. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I, it's in Japanese. I haven't got These around. These were all to. in Japanese, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Tales of the Tempest, which has to be one of the worst Tales games I've ever tried to play. You imported that one as well. Yeah, I actually <laughs> have all the DS. I have all oh. the DS games. And I think all the Game Boy Advance games. The the I, other I, one was Tales of Hearts, right? Yeah, Tales of Hearts is um, it's the most interesting of the two to me because the way it looks and it has a lot of cameos from other games. Oh, okay. That's the one um, I followed the most when it was getting ready to release because that was the one that featured the dual art styles, correct? Yeah, yeah. It has uh, the CG and the anime. Yeah, I thought oddly that was really yeah, Oddly enough, though, the uh, anime copy was incredibly expensive, so I ended up getting the CG title. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. It, it, I like its graphic style like it's really colorful and it's kind of it looks kind of like a mix between like a 3D game and almost a 16-bit RPG. Mm. So I really enjoy it, but I like the rest of them, I haven't really got around to it. I'm really I was hoping that they'd bring it out because I know Nintendo is talking about localizing more titles to the DS. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they will though. Um but moving on from the handheld Tales games, I guess the big yeah. one, the big Tales game that ever came to the U.S. was Tales of Symphonia yeah. on a Nintendo platform. Um, I guess that one was almost nominated for, it was an honorable mention, I think, for the... Yeah, NWR I ended up writing that. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. Um, that was probably the one single most game I loved the most on my GameCube. I mean, I enjoyed Wind Waker and Mario and Sunshine, but Tales of Symphonia, that was the game I went back to. And yeah, I have put to 150 agree. hours into because I played it twice. And oh, <laughs> it, it's a really good game. The characters, I mean, all the t- the thing about the Tales games for me is just how the characters interact with each other. 
Yeah. The story's great, but the characters, they, I've never played an RPG where they have the characters so well done. Because I know um, I just recently started playing uh, Dragon Quest Nine not too long ago. Oh. <laughs> and they don't do anything with the characters in yeah, that game. Yeah, the characters don't really build, and it feels like you're just going from town to town completing missions, and there's yeah. no, never any development. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Whereas Tales of Symphonia or probably this Tales game too, Tales oh, of yeah. this, um, the characters, they like build relationships and when one character backstabs another or, or something yeah. like that, you actually feel angry at the character. Yeah, that's it, definitely true. I know um, even even with some of the game spinoffs, like uh, actually the first Tales game I ever played was uh, um, Dawn of the World Radiant Mythology for the PSP, which is just a spinoff that has all the characters and yeah. cameos and stuff in it. And even with that, where you make your own character, you still get some uh, development with the other characters that are from the other series. I didn't even know about the other series before that, and I still really enjoyed the game. Hmm. Yeah, I never had a PSP, so I never got to yeah. got around to getting playing. Actually, um, my favorite game in the entire series is um, it's actually a PS One title, but I ended up getting the uh, PSP version that was released in the UK and uh, Europe. As Tales of Eternia. Oh, I've heard of that. You no, know, it's it's really good. Yeah. What what was different about it that made it better than um, the others? To be honest, I prefer the battle system hands down to any of the others. How is it different than the others? It, because... it feels really fast, and it's okay. it's also it's not three D, so it's one of the earlier ones. Oh, so it's, it's two D. Okay. Um, but it it just feels faster than the others, and it, and it feels. I also the animations are really fluent. Hmm. I feel like um, if it weren't in 3D, if it was like more 2D sprite-based mm-hmm. type battle, I think it would be a little bit better sometimes. But yeah, the 3D environments also help it a little bit. Oh yeah, it, I, I think um, I think Hearts the battle system similar to Eternia. Okay. Um, other things I guess we could talk about the future of the Tales series, or uh, I I guess we missed Tales of Symphonia: Dawn of the New World. Yeah, um, that that was a Wii game that came yeah. out. I, I know a lot of people didn't really like it. Very I, much. I was probably in that group. I didn't. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't appeal to me nearly as much as Tales of Symphonia did. I, I think um, I don't remember a lot about the story, so it's probably slightly forgettable. But um, overall, I thought it was a great game. Um, I didn't have any problems with it. Uh, I don't know what I'd think if I went back now. But when, when I played it, I felt like it was trying to mimic. Um, the original Tales of Symphonia mm-hmm. too much. Probably the one thing though that uh, I didn't like about it the most was it didn't give you all the characters. You only got two main characters, and then you use yeah. monsters as your other allies. And I guess that does kind of limit character progression and development. Yeah, there was like the the characters from the original Tales of Symphonia made cameo appearances for short amount of time, but yeah, yeah, it just wasn't something. I guess it's kind of fan service. Yeah, that's for the really hardcore like fans. It was like you got to see Lloyd come out of nowhere and then just start beating <laughs> up on people. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the future of the Tales series, do you think it's ever going to come to Wii U, more games on the 3DS? No, I don't know. Um, I know the next title coming out in the U.S. at least is um, Tales of Graces F. Uh, that's PS3. It was originally a Wii title. Yeah, that was. I guess um, the Wii version was only released in Japan and it was a little glitchy, wasn't it? Yeah, they had to recall them, I think. Oh, um, too bad. I know the, the. I think the next 
games I have planned, uh, Tales of Exilia, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. And that's a PS3 title. That came out um, already in Japan, and I think that sold really, really well. Yeah, I'm really hoping they'll bring it here. Um, then there's a Vita title in the works, which is actually... I don't really know what it is. It's Tales of Innocence R. Yeah. So it may just be like a direct remake, or it could be something else. I feel, um, isn't there another Tales game coming out that's uh, like a whole bunch of collaboration of characters? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I I can't remember the, the name, name. Right now. Um, I remember seeing it though. Be uh, one quick uh, uh, off-topic thing. There is a Tales game that's basically Super Smash Brothers. Really? Yeah, it's called Tales of Versus, and it's for the PSP. Oh, it was so. did it? It was exactly like almost like exact. It's well, it's kind of like it, but it, it uses kind of the linear motion battle system. But it's it's on like it's on stages similar to Super Smash Brothers. So it still feels like a Tales game, but it also feels like Smash Brothers. Okay. I'm really hoping they bring the series to the Wii U, though, because yeah. I feel like the the controller screen, or the built-in screen on the Wii U controller, it would uh, it would add so much because the battle system currently, like on the 3DS, the way it's set up with the, you can use different arts and skills using the touchscreen. Yeah, I think I it would like really it would translate it. really well. I, I could see them bringing over Exilia to the Wii U. Yeah. I think that would be kind of neat. I feel like it wouldn't... It would probably not sell... What, the Tales yeah. series doesn't generally sell well over here in America, but... I know. Yeah. I know, uh, I guess it was the Namco Tales Studio, whatever. Yeah. They did say they wanted to localize more games, though. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. I'm just hoping more of that lands on the Nintendo side of things. See, I don't know the numbers that uh, Tales of the Abyss sold, but I'm actually kind of surprised they brought it over on the 3DS. Yeah. It was probably they wanted to play with the 3D effect and see what they yeah. could do. And I don't think they really succeeded with the 3D in this game. No. It, I mean, I feel like in the cutscenes, that's where... The cutscenes in the battle system, that's where I, I like it the most, but running around on the field, I feel like it's yeah. just a little off. I just I keep it on since I'm doing the review occasionally, but I'll, I'll I prefer it to be off. There's really yeah. no I I know in um I think it was Ocarina of Time. It seemed like it actually enhanced the graphics. Maybe there was some type of anti-aliasing going yeah. on. Same thing with uh, Mario Land 3D. Yeah, that was. But I I don't see that with this. So is no. it's not really necessary. It's just a little um, decorative feature that they can tag on there. Yeah. Um, so anything else you wanted to talk about the Tales series, James? Um, I think that's about it, actually. All right, then. Um, I guess that'll just about do it for this segment. So thank you for listening, guys. See ya. All right, see ya.
Hello, and welcome to this bonus segment of connectivity, uh, or connectivity, if you will. Hey! I, that won't be the first time we make this joke. I am Scott Thompson. With me, we have Neil Ronahan. Hello, hello. And Mike Sklens. Hi. And, uh, yeah, we're gonna be talking about the Kinect, uh, for the Xbox 360. Uh, Mike and I have had it for a little while now, and Neil just got it and apparently thinks it's the greatest thing since bread. <laughs> or, or or we, I guess. I mean, I don't think it's that good. I just think it's kind of novel. Right. I think because you just got it, you're very excited about it. Yeah. Whereas, like, if we had recorded this when I got it, which I did get it at launch, I think I'd probably be in the same boat. Oh, wow. You. you got yours at launch? I did, yeah. Oh, I got mine this past Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So I right, had right, mine for that long. Right before we started recording, uh, Neil and Mike were talking about how, um, you know, if you got it at launch and paid the full price, you might be kind of crazy and maybe you wouldn't appreciate it as much. But I, I still liked it quite a bit when I first got it. Cool. cool. It is the best hundred or, depending on how much you paid for it, $150 way to control Netflix and Hulu. Yes. <laughs> See, that's the thing is that, I mean, Mike, I, when I talked to you about it, you kind of said that you just use it to, you know, navigate Hulu and uh, Netflix. But for me, like, that's what I primarily use my 364 at this point anyway, is just kind yeah. of like a media player, which yeah. I guess is the success that Microsoft wants. But it is the kind of stuff where it is kind of novel that, like, I don't need to go hunt down a controller if I'm watching a TV show on Netflix, and I can literally just go, like, Xbox, next episode, and it just plays the next episode. It's best for when I'm doing chores, because my, my, my TV I'm, is within eyeshot of our kitchen, because it's a, it's a townhouse, and... um. Like I can just do the chores. All I have to do is shut the water off. Otherwise, it doesn't get me. It doesn't yeah. get my voice all the time. But all I have to do is shut the water off. And I can just say Xbox pause, and then I can do the yeah. dishes. Yeah, I literally did that yesterday, and it was incredible. Like it really is something that's. It is something that you know when you're sitting on the couch doing it, and you've got a controller next to you. It's just kind of like, kind of silly sometimes. Like I've I've run into the instances where uh, Lauren and I have been sitting down to watch Netflix. And then, like, I'm trying to wave my hand at the Kinect, trying to get it to <laughs> That work. I don't use. And then, and then she just grabs the controller and selects what we want to watch and moves on. <laughs> but, I mean, in general, it's like the navigation uh, around everything, it's kind of novel. But definitely, like, the, uh, I guess the, the minority report navigation yeah. is a little janky. I, it I, falls I've had a flat. lot of issues with that. It's kind of fun, but... It's. I mean, I guess it's, it all goes back to Connect not working as well when you're sitting down. So I unless, think, unless um, for some reason you're standing in front of your TV while you're watching TV or something, then it makes no sense. It seems to work fine for me sitting on my couch. I have a bright green couch, so maybe that makes it easier for oh, it to okay. spot me. But um, uh, I, I, it could work perfectly, and I would never use it because I'm not going to hold my hand up for five yeah. seconds in one place to select something. It's too slow. Yeah. The voice is convenient, like trudging through the menus on Hulu, my queue has got like almost 50 things in it, like I have to like tab over like next a million times, I can just talk, any word on the screen can be spoken essentially. Yeah. Um, the only thing you can't do is tell it to start playing episodes of The Daily Show or Colbert because those episode titles are like T-H-U, comma, <laughs> F-E-B, 17. Like, you can't speak out dates, it, it doesn't, if you say February 17th, it doesn't work, plus, then it wouldn't know what to play, Daily Show or yeah. Colbert, because they use the same episode titles. <laughs> They should just be episode number, 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 but whatever. Yeah, that would be That's nice. a Hulu issue. Um, so, yeah, it, it's pretty great for the navigation, at least in terms of the voice command, although I do agree that the Minority Report style menu selection well, leaves a lot to be desired. But well, I, I, I disagree it. in some ways, 
And um, I mean, I guess kind of backing up a little bit, the whole reason why I even got a connect was I, I talked about this on the show. I believe it was two episodes ago from this point, that EA event that I went to where they had the Tiger Woods game, which just kind of blew my mind because it, you know, it works really well in reading, you know, you golfing using the yeah, connect. Yeah, they've had, they've had not connect, but they've had computers that do that kind of thing for a long time. Yeah, now, haven't but they? I mean, but I mean, for me, it's like in a, in a video swing. game, it's not like I'm going to yeah. go and buy some expensive ass thing that like no, yeah, you would have swing. to go to, I want to play a video game damn it you would have to yeah. go to like a like a pro shop they usually had it there and they would analyze your swing at the yeah. pro shop and figure out what clubs you need but um um what was i going to say but also when i when you like navigate the menus in that it doesn't have that stupid like hold your hand up in front of it for 5 seconds what it does is it kind of you know you go up and down with your hand to go through the menu and just swipe to a side and it selects it Oh. Yeah. And I've noticed the only other game that really uses that is Dance Central, which yeah. also proves that, you know, Harmonics obviously knows what they're doing, duh. Mm-hmm. But it is well, they also had where... two games to figure it out. Yeah. Well, no, well, I mean... Well, they had Dance Central to figure it out for Dance Central 2. But Dance I mean. Central has this, or at least from the demo, the demo has the same control scheme. Okay, I'd only played the Dance Central 2 demo. Yeah, I, I played the demos for both games, and they both had that control scheme where it's like, you know, you, nice. you hold your hand up and you go up and down for a menu and swipe yeah. to a side to select. Yeah, yeah that's And that works really well. Or even in Fruit Ninja, how you, you chop fruit to select what you want to do. Right. Yeah, that works really well, too. Just like on the, yeah, like sort of like just on the iPhone where you just swipe it. Um, so, yeah, let, let's talk about games because it, it's great for navigation, but I'm interested to see an opinion on how it's implemented in games. Um, I've only played a few things. Um, in fact, I haven't bought much since launch. Um, Dance Central, um, Connect Sports, obviously, or Connect Adventures, rather. Um, and then I also bought this, like, fitness game. I'm trying to think of, I can't remember the name of it. There was a few that came out at launch. Yeah. Um, Your Shape, maybe? I think yes, that, that, that was, was the Ubisoft one. Yeah, that's what it was. How is that, by the way? It's actually pretty good. Um, it, the one thing I miss versus like we fit, which, I, which I used as well is you can't like track your like weight progress at all because right. there's no scale obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's actually really good. It does a, a pretty good job of, of monitoring you and making sure you're doing the, the moves right. Um, which is something we fit really couldn't do. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> um, a, that's... you know, you could like, you could really hurt yourself doing some of those yoga poses cause you could just be doing them like 100% yep, incorrectly. Yep. Yeah. Give yourself I mean, that's the one thing that I, I feel through. like. With Connect as opposed to like Wii Motion Plus, definitely with the Tiger Woods game, it highlighted it for me. Is that there's more accountability with Connect, like with yeah. Wii Motion Plus and the balance board and everything. You can just kind of game it, like you can play Tiger Woods with Wii Motion Plus with just one hand, and the game don't care. Yeah, yeah. As long as you can swing right, it doesn't matter if you're doing it with your wrist yeah. or your whole body. Yep. <coughs> right, because there's not an all-seeing, all-powerful computer watching you. Yeah, there's Microsoft. That does creep me out a little bit. Like seeing it, it's like you can see the little, obviously the green light, but you can also faintly see the laser grid that it's emitting over your whole room, so it can yeah, map yeah. it. That's a little disconcerting. Not to mention, powered up, and it looks up and down, and like yeah, focuses in. First, on like, where every am I? I uh, every time I turn it on, I'm like, "Oh, are you sad? Connect." Because <laughs> it always looks down. The first thing it does is it points down. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of like uh like Robocop he would do that. He had that grid based like method of seeing when it would show things from his point of view and it yeah. would like lock onto guys and like with the grid <laughs> and then like zoom in on them. Yeah, that's connect um, actually, exactly. It is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just Robocop, Robocop technology. Um but well, yeah, I'm glad so, to see we're one step closer to Robocop. <laughs> yeah. People were like only, minority report future? Screw that. Robocop yeah. future. If only so the streets of Detroit can be safe <laughs> once again. 
Um, so your shape is, is a lot of fun, but Dance Central to me was like the standout game. Um, yeah, for me, I'm, anyway, I, I I'm looking you guys to have just put the demos at this point. Yeah, yeah, I, I haven't gotten it. I I kind of want Dance Central too, but then at the same time, I don't know if I'd play it enough. Like, I don't yeah. know. For, for it, me, it's it's the kind of thing where if I were to get Dance Central one, I'd want to get a new copy so that way I could import the songs, the songs into Dance Central yeah. two when I eventually yeah. buy Dance Central two. But it's the kind yeah. of still that stopping block of like. Well, if I have to get it new, then it's like you know twenty seven bucks on Amazon is the cheapest I can find it, and I'm still like, eh. yeah, I, that's I think the I think that's a big problem with Connect games is I'm not willing to pay like it have to be a really unless it was like a Connect enabled game, and I do want to talk about Mass Effect at the end yeah. of this, yeah. um, but like even the Gun Stringer, like I wouldn't pay more than thirty dollars for that. It's a great game. I don't think it's worth and thirty dollars is about the ceiling. I think that I would price it at like twenty. Um, yeah. But you know, most I think of these Wavy Two Man Chronicles or, makes it well worth the thirty. Yeah, forty or fifty bucks <laughs> for for a Connect game is just considering most of them are are very short or they are mini game centric. Yeah, it's just not enough. Like not enough content. It's not you know this isn't well Mass Effect or like Uncharted or some giant AAA title and ten dollars less really doesn't cut it. I agree. It right. really needs to adopt that, that almost that Wii pricing structure where you did see kind of games all across the board ranging from like yeah. twenty to fifty. Yeah, connect only games. I'm talking about something like the Gunstringer, not like Mass Effect is a game that has connect features. Yeah. But a game that was built for Connect and is like there hasn't been a game that hasn't that broken out of this paradigm yet. I don't think any of them are worth more than absolute forty dollars. You could price them as low as ten, I think. Yeah. Like the like range. Ninja. They shouldn't all be forty dollars. Yeah, of I course, feel like the that, cheap ones are on Xbox Live Arcade. I feel like we're going to see more of it, and we already kind of have these XBLA titles that yeah. use Connect. Um, I know I, I played the demo for <coughs> Haunt, which is by the guy who made uh, Parappa the Rapper, and while that game seemed like crap, because um, like you actually like walk and run, and it's really cartoony, but it just doesn't seem like you really do much. It's like basically the Haunted Mansion, the, the video game, <laughs> except for you have to stand up and walk around. Yeah. Put me in a ghost buggy and we're cool. But <laughs> well, then you should get Connect Disneyland. Yeah, actually, yeah. that was that was another game. I mean, I went through that a big... game is on my list. You guys know I'm like a huge it, Disney. Right. I'm a pretty big Disney fan too, and it seemed pretty fun. I played the demo and like the Runaway Mine Train. There's a demo of it now. Yeah. Oh shit! I think I it to, actually it wasn't a demo when I got it. I'm gonna have to download it. <laughs> Mike's like, I gotta go. I gotta get it. it. I gotta. Uh, bye. Goodbye. Wrap yeah. it up. I mean, yeah, I really. I mean, if I can find it for, and I hate to say it, but like, I don't really want to pay more than fifteen or maybe oh, twenty dollars for it. It's still fifty. It, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna pay fifty dollars for that. I mean, it's uh, something that it, it looks like it would be kind of fun to get on the cheap. And I mean, it was it was a fun demo. And it's something I would probably spend a weekend with. And all yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the kind of thing with a lot of the Connect demos that I played, like even uh, Connectimals now with bears. <laughs> Like, I was also playing that because um, part of the reason why I got it, too, is because my niece, um, I was talking to my brother about it, and he's he made a comment that, like, yeah, I was thinking of maybe getting one for her, but they don't have a 360 right now, so I also figured, oh, I'll get the Connect, and then maybe, you know, she can see if she likes it or Good not. Good excuse. Good excuse, Neil. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the logic in my head. But um, I mean, I got it for the Gunstringer. I played the Gunstringer at PAX last year. It was the first time I'd ever use a Connect. I'd kind of sworn it off, but then I saw, well, Twisted Pixel, I'll yeah. give it a shot. Um, and I, re- I thought it was really funny at PAX. I mean, I waited in line like 30 minutes to play the damn thing, and there were only like two people ahead of me. It's kind of, it was kind of a too long demo, but uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I really, really liked it. Um, 
And but it wasn't enough for me to buy a Connect. But when Christmas came around, I didn't really have anything that I wanted for Christmas because I'm an adult now. <laughs> so I just put it on my Christmas list, and it showed up. <laughs> so I mean, I like it, and I think Microsoft was wise. Is that um, uh, if you buy Gunstringer is a retail box game, and I think it's like forty dollars. But if you buy it retail, it comes with Fruit Ninja Connect. Yep. So they're they definitely know that they. It seems like they don't want to price things lower than forty. They don't want to make a race to the bottom like the App Store, I guess. But they, they are, I guess they are value-adding on um, content in order to justify their price instead. Right. $40 um, for both of those games, uh, that's, that's feasible, I think. It's too much. Yeah, it's, it's too much, but it's, it's only about $10 too much. It's not yeah, it's right. If it comes to much. two games, I, I, can, I can handle that. Um, let's talk a little bit about Connect-enabled games versus, uh, I guess, Connect-exclusive games. Um, I know, Mike, you wanted to talk about Mass Effect 3. I'm assuming you've played the demo now. Yeah, I played. I actually got the demo so I could try out the Connect features. And um, I only got the demo because Mike told me that it had the Connect features. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted <laughs> to never, see. Have you never played Mass Effect? I played no? Mass Effect 1 and I hated it. Oh, man. What about um, you, Neil? Um, I played a little bit of Mass Effect 1, was not a big fan. I actually owned Mass Effect 2 at one point. I think there was like some ridiculous Amazon sale where I got it for under five dollars, and I wound yeah. up selling it sealed for twenty bucks. So it okay. kind of worked out for me, but I never <laughs> ended up playing the game. I yeah, you I played that. Mass Effect One, but there's that time when you first get to the Citadel and it just fucking drags forever. It, it That's is the too same much. thing that happened to me. And then and, I I'd also and it also had all of those absolutely horrible pop in issues. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, yeah. You guys, oh. you played on 360. I played on PC, so I didn't have any of this. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, a no. snobbish PC gamer. The, yeah, the, the first one was very shanky on 360. I don't know how. It, only reason it passed certification is because Bioware is a big company, and Microsoft gave them a pass. That game should not have passed certification. <laughs> right. I heard. I heard a lot of people bring that up in terms of like why it shouldn't qualify for Game of the Year that year. Because even though it was amazing, there were so many technical issues. Um, but that's besides the point. <clears throat> Skyrim. Um, yeah, yeah, they fixed they fixed that with Mass Effect. Oh, I don't know about two, but from the demo on three, there's no pop in at all. No, yeah, two, the game two. looks the game looks beautiful. Two was much a, better, and it, two is much better paced. I would urge you guys to play two. Yeah, I was just listening um, to um, Johnny talk about it on Radio Free Nintendo, and it kind of made me want to because two is more actiony. Yeah, but I, I just I don't know. From the demo, honestly, I didn't like it that much. The I thought I, it was kind of bland. I think I'm. I think you and I are right on the same page, Mike, because it is the kind of thing where like. I mean, because I also played, uh, I think it was a different chunk of the game at the EA event, and it just kind of seems like once you make it more action-y and take out the RPG elements, it's just like a third-person shooter, and it's I'll kind just, of a, uh, a mediocre third-person shooter. For me, I will leave it at that. As I say, for me, I will leave it at that I don't really like Western RPGs. Same here. It's it's Dungeons & Dragons in space, like, I just... I. I understand why people love it. it. I've played many of them, and I've not really enjoyed any of them. But I, it's not for me. I, I would argue that playing a demo of Mass Effect, Mass Effect Three, though I haven't played the demo, so I don't know. But and I haven't obviously haven't played the full game. But really, a demo does not do that game justice or that series justice. It, to me, it's all about the story and sort of the set piece moments. Um, and I don't think you're going to get that from a demo. I mean, the action's not even really what it's all about in that series. It, it's very much about your choices and. And the story is really just very epic. Like, I, I don't really care for game stories all that much, but the Mass Effect storyline is pretty excellent, and it, it kind of lets you get from it what you want. You know, you can kind of explore the history and the lore as much as you want, um, and it's very, like, fleshed out. So. It's kind of funny that you mention that, because um, at the beginning of the demo, it kind of gives you all those options, like, 
do you want it to be RPG heavy or action heavy? Yeah, and they did have a setting. There, there was a setting where it's like you know, like less less focus on a story. Like the like the story sequences will just be presented as cutscenes, and you will that's not the action choices. mode. Yeah, yeah. Action. And then there's like the middle ground, and then there's the one where it's like, yeah, combat's piss easy, and you can just do the story stuff. And I, I ended up selecting the middle ground, but I feel yeah, like I might have enjoyed doing the like just experience the story and occasionally have combat sections. I feel like yeah. I might enjoy that more in Mass Effect games. Yeah, I found because... the combat. Yeah, the... I don't know. I didn't like. It. Anyway, we're not talking about yeah. Mass Effect. We should be talking right. about well, well, the Kinect well, features. Well, However, features like. it was very, very novel when going through the the cutscenes, and you would have a choice, and you could just say whatever the option was, and then it just continues on, and you can almost do it where it's almost seamless, where it's like, yeah, you feel like you are Shepard when you do yeah. it. Like it's really. It, it was kind of weird the first time I did it because the, po- the the prompt pops up for you to pick one of these dialogue options and there's a little microphone thing in the middle of it and it just felt so, almost felt oddly natural to just yeah. say it because in your head, your brain reads both of them and your brain kind of says both of them in its, in you know, inside itself and you could just say like, you know, it's war. It's the, and I, I found myself yep. actually emoting when yep, I was yep. doing it. It was weird. It really it does this it does this has this uncanny ability to put you right into the character's position. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing I think Microsoft showed it off at the press conference at E3 last year. And it just seemed like something I'm like, you know what? That seems really dumb, but I feel like in action that might actually be really cool. Yeah, it was and brilliant. And it kind of was. I kind of hope it, a lot more games do that. It's such a cool little and it's a little thing, but and it also saves you. It's stupid, but it also saves you the trouble from having used the controller to pick things. <laughs> like, and it's even better when you're walking. Like later on, when you're walking through things, when you want to loot something or open a door, a little yep. prompt pops up on the screen, and it says "A open." But then there's also a little microphone next to it, so you can just say "Open," and then the door yeah. just fucking opens. And that's that, really awesome. When by I the way, that, that is brilliant for Mass Effect because it makes you feel like you are in motherfucking Star Trek. Like, <laughs> open, and it just fucking opens. Now, how about in combat? Because I heard the the connect features weren't as uh, well implemented, maybe in combat. I didn't try them. I couldn't figure. I know I heard they were in there, but I couldn't figure out how to get them up. Same here. Oh, okay. It might. Yeah, I was thinking I maybe that's not in the in the in the demo, but it seems weird that it wouldn't be. But you're supposed to be yeah. able to speak to your comrades and tell them like so and so use force push or whatever the fuck yeah. they call it. <laughs> right. Set so- phasers to stun. <laughs> <laughs> um. I want to shift gears a little bit and kind of bring it back to Nintendo. Uh, having used Kinect now, are you at all surprised that the Wii U isn't going to implement any any technology like this? No, not at all. Yeah, I agree. I mean, is, is this just a gimmick, or is this plausible to be a, a serious a piece of hardware, you know, here on out in generations of gaming? I think, I mean... I think there are ways that you can integrate integrate the technology into games, like a la Mass Effect. Especially the voice stuff. That. Yeah, the yeah. voice stuff seems like it might actually be applicable. But as far as like the the I guess the like the you are the controller crap, like I don't really think there's a future for that. Like mm-hmm. it's the yeah. same kind of thing with Wii, and that's really how I kind of feel when I'm playing this and showing it to other people. Is that it is that same like aha moment when you look first how novel this Wii. is. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing is like where I am singing its praises. Um, I can tell you this much: like after a while, I'm probably only going to use it in, in bare necessities fashion, mainly because the novel will have worn off 
Yeah, that'll still be kind of cool. There will be the occasional game that I'll, yeah. you know, I'll bust out the Kinect. I'll, I'll take the dust off it if it hasn't already come off. Whenever I turn on the 360 and it moves up and down, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'll play the Kinect to play that game. Like if it's a diabolical pitch, which is the Suda 51 joint where you are a baseball player fighting demons. Oh, I'm yeah. buying that. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> I cannot. That, that is part of the reason why I also bought the system. Or, you know, playing Tiger Woods. I'm kind of excited to see what the hell Madden will do with it. Because um, they said that there will be connect. It will be connect enabled. I just don't know how. At the very least, it will be brilliant for play calling. Yeah. Um, but and yeah. maybe. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, they'll totally do this. I don't know why I didn't think of this. They will totally let you hike the ball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Down, set. Hi, like they'll totally let that you do would that. Be amazing. That is gonna be fucking cool as shit. When I you think say I might, it, and then the I might be there day one for Madden on 360 for the first time <laughs> since the system came out. Just for that, just to hike the. But ball I noticed thing. that all the cool things I think of on Connector. I mean, the games like Gunstringer is great. Don't get me wrong. And Child yeah. of Eden, I got, and that's really good. I'm better not really con- too into better, Child of Eden. Better, it's better. Better with a controller. Better with a controller. It's cool to play. It, it is Connect, better with a controller. But it's better with a controller because then it's just like res 2 and i got yep. the down i got the demo for you can't really call it even a demo but double fine happy action theater um, that is awesome yeah i, I, I mean, got it i got it, it last is, week it is something that you will get drunk and buy and then you will when you're gonna have friends over you'll just turn it on and then they'll walk in the room and they'll be standing in a pool of lava <laughs> the like, funny thing is that random shit with, with that game i ended up um, I was I was stone cold sober when I bought it, but I was just, just like you know what I'm really curious to see like the other games in it because the demo just I think cycles through two or three. Um, and Plus eight, double fine. Yeah, I mean it's double fine. All the Kickstarter stuff got good vibes with them and everything. Um, I don't even like adventure games, and I gave him fifteen dollars. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> but I you know I ended up biting on the game, and I'm just sitting there with a couple friends. And some of the games were duds, but there were ones that, like, got us up and we're just, like, pissing ourselves laughing over this. Completely sober. I mean, we thought about, like, man, I can't wait until we drink and turn this on. This will be amazing. <laughs> and it yeah. was already a lot of fun. Like, it would be the kind of stuff where, like, someone would leave the room and come back and just be like, what the hell are you doing? And we're, like, jumping around trying to pop balls and, like, stomp buildings down. Like, they even have, like, a Space Invaders game, which is really, like, ridiculous. But... Yeah, Anyways, I mean, it's, it's oh, really so cool. I got off track. Um, my, I guess my, uh, like the motion control stuff, it's junk. I mean, maybe it's not. I mean, the way my room is set up is that I have like literally the exact minimum amount of space required for this thing. Right. So I feel like it's maybe like I'm getting hopefully moving in about a month into a nice big house. <laughs> um, and I think once I get it set up there, it'll probably be a little more accurate. Right now, it can be a little wonky. Um with the motion control stuff because I basically have to stand with my couch like immediately behind me to play it. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, stand I actually, like a foot out uh, from it. When I played Dance Central last week, we moved the couch back a little bit and it yeah, worked I wish fine. I, could. I, yeah, that, I mean, for single player gaming, I'm fine in front of the couch, but once you throw in two people, we got to push back a little bit. Some yeah, kind of sure. combination of this like all seeing eye, full body motion tracking and an actual controller feels like the sweet spot for me. Yep. Like yeah. if this plus a Wiimote is like, that's what I feel like you really want, actually. Yeah. Because the I mean, Wiimote can do pointing more precisely, and then this can do everything else. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was actually talking with the rep from EA about the Tiger Woods game, and I asked, like, in theory, I could just hold a club, right? And he's like, yeah, we actually have tested it, that you can do that if you want to. And that's the kind of thing that... that you would that. do that. I mean, I... like I, that game better if you did. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I would do it for fear of hitting my ceiling. I'm yeah. actually looking, judging it now, it probably wouldn't work out. You can get I just could, a club handle at least. Yeah. You can hold your Wiimote, I guess, and just yeah. pretend. <laughs> but like, that's the thing, is that like for a lot of things like like bowling and, and Kinect, and I've tried that, I guess it's in Kinect Sports. Um, I tried the demo at Best Buy a while ago. And that's the kind of thing where it's like bowling with nothing in your hand. Just yeah, feels it feels weird. like it ought to come with a like a foam ball, like yeah. a foam bowling ball that you could, if you let go of it, it wouldn't really break anything unless yeah. it knocked over like a piece of porcelain. <laughs> so just clear out the porcelain away from your television, and like the foam ball is not going to ruin anything. That will be it the should, warning yeah. before the game. Yeah, those little silly warnings. <laughs> clear out your fine china. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that. I I don't know I. I would kind of like to see something like you're saying, like connect mixed with Wii. Um, and I, I'm kind of surprised that Nintendo kind of completely ignored it. And so well, it makes me wonder if it is going to stick around. And I mean, Microsoft's I got patents to fucking, you know, patents like to, to every, in every well, possible sure. direction on this yep. thing. So that's, that's true. That's true. Maybe that's part of the issue. And that's um, why if you notice all three of the companies do motion tracking in a different way, like Sony uses way. a camera yeah. and a light ball. Nintendo uses gyro physics and, you know, a thing that as like a pointer and, a, and an infrared thing and Microsoft's doing yeah. this. Like, but yeah, I think the most true. interesting thing, some of the more interesting stuff about Kinect is this technology is like, I bore, I, I, I'm probably exaggerating a bit, but this technology is kind of groundbreaking. Yeah. Like, in other fields. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's absolutely, like, brilliant if you see some of the stuff people are doing with this thing that is, like, so, even as, like, a science experiment, it's cooler than a video game. Right, like, when they use it, like, when they hack into it, like, via a PC or something. and, and Yeah, and now they have a development kit for it. it. Yeah. Um, imagine how powerful this would be if they had built a processor into it instead of borrowing from the 360. Yeah, would have been amazing. Because that was the original plan, but they thought that'd be too expensive. expensive. So it yeah. just it just takes from the 360 now, um, which kind of limits it in some ways. Um, I can't I wait to know. see what I... they do with this next time. Because I mean, they'll I'm it, sure it the will old, be a part of the this. System. This connect like... will work with the next Xbox, but because the next Xbox will have more horsepower, right? Like, it, it can borrow from that, or maybe they'll put a dedicated connect chip in the new Xbox that just runs the connect. Yeah. yeah, and and I think they need to box it with the the next Xbox. I mean, if they really want to get this widespread and get this taken off, which they've put a lot of money into it, so I think they do. I mean, it, it's a lot more. Uh, I don't know. It seems a lot more earnest than like the PS Move or whatever. You yeah, know, yeah. It, 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 it's much more advanced, and it, it seems like they really want to make this work. So yeah, I'd say box it with the next Xbox and have it implemented in every game. I think some, the one some way. the one guarantee that we can make about the next Xbox is that Connect will be a part of it. Yeah, Microsoft's yeah. poured too much money into it. Yep. Yeah. And it's a mod. I mean, it's it's sold really well. It's. I feel like it's going to be the tie ratio is probably horrid, but uh, yeah. it's just like the Wii's. Yeah. But it sells really well. It's you know it it makes a good impression up front. Yep, and that's what counts. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, that will do it for this uh, little segment on Connect. So, uh, Mike and Neil, thanks for uh, joining me. Yeah, Thank you. Anytime. And, um, and uh, if you want to write in about anything or specifically Connect and how it relates to Nintendo. Connectivity at NintendoWorldReport.com. There you go. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll see you guys later. All right. Bye.